She's Amy Oust. He's Scotty Kipfer. Welcome to the show. This week's guest is a very important one because she's got an important message for artists who might need some financial relief. Yeah, she is a powerhouse in this business. I see what you did there. Uh, thank you. Yeah, she's worked in radio. She's worked for the CCMA. She's worked for the Junos, EMI Music, Gibson Guitars. You name it, she's done it. Uh, she was the artist relations manager for World Vision. She sat on the board of the Country Music Association of Ontario. She's worked with Canadian Music Week. And now she is the executive director of the Unison Benevolent Fund. And this is an incredibly important organization in this country uh, for the music industry, supporting people uh, who work in the music industry. It doesn't have to be a musician necessarily. It could be a, a tour manager. It could be a record label executive. It doesn't matter who it is. If you work in the music industry, Unison Benevolent Fund is there for those people. Uh, so we're very pleased to welcome to the show this afternoon, Amanda Power. Hi, thank you for having me. You're now the executive director of the Unison Benevolent Fund which is a wonderful organization. And we wanted to uh, start season three with uh, sort of a public service announcement. And that is that Unison Benevolent Fund exists. It seems like the, the people that uh, need to be reached, uh, some of them haven't been reached yet. So we wanted to reach out to you and uh, get the whole Unison story out there so that the musician community in this country can benefit from what you guys have to offer. So I'm going to turn it over to you for a second and just give us a, sort of an overview of what Unison does. So Unison Benevolent Fund is a nonprofit organization that was founded back in 2011. And our purpose is is to be basically the safety net for the entire music community in Canada. We offer two different programs. We have a counseling and health solutions program, and we have a financial assistance program. Both of our programs are completely free. It's free to register with Unison, free to access the programs. And like I said, we are basically the safety net for the music industry in Canada, whether you're on stage or off stage, songwriters, producers, publishers, all genres of music. Uh, I always joke and say, if you're the tour bus driver, we can also support you. So we're there for everybody. I have personally benefited from the Unison Benevolent Fund uh, with the COVID-19 situation. Uh, being essentially out of work since the middle of March, I know that the bulk of this industry has been out of work. Um, I know that you've helped a bunch of them. So I think the last time that we spoke, the numbers were up around 500 people that Unison has helped. Has that changed now in the last few weeks? It has. Uh, yeah, I think we're just over the 700 mark now with our COVID-19 program. And that program specifically helps people uh, since March, really. And what's really interesting about that is, so we've we've helped, you know, over 700 people since March with our financial assistance program. And that's more than twice what we helped in the nine years previous. <laughs> right, wow. right. For I mean, I know how it works, but for the people who are listening who are not familiar with how it works, what's the process to actually get the financial support? Yeah, so we uh, right now, because of COVID-19, we actually have two different support programs, financial assistance support programs. Um, the first one being the one that was uh, announced and launched back in 2015. And that program is really for people who are in very dire circumstances where they need coverage for their rent, they need groceries, they need medical support, people who are in a very, very extenuating circumstances situation. Our COVID-19 program, uh, once the pandemic hit back in March, we, we very quickly realized that our entire industry was out of work. So we needed to step up very quickly. And what we did was we launched the COVID-19 relief program with support from some major players, including Slate Family Foundation. 
And the way it works is if you work in the Canadian music industry, you email assistance at unisonfund.ca. You ask for the application. The application basically consists of provide us with a bio, a resume, your social handles, telling us a little bit about what you do in the music industry and how COVID-19 has impacted you and your ability to work. And then we'll verify, we will approve, and then we will cut you a check for $1,000 that's paid directly to you. And you can then decide what you need to apply that money towards, if it's rent or groceries or whatever situation you need help with. The cool thing for me is that it was no questions asked. It was simply a verification process from my standpoint Mm -hmm. as someone who is, first of all, uh, a pretty proud guy. Asking for help is hard sometimes. There was no issues as far as that goes. It was like, here's my application. And you guys were like, cool checks in the mail, which was very, very cool. And not just that, but there has been ongoing support. So the the reapplication process is also Mm -hmm. super easy. It's really something special that you guys have done. So from myself personally, thank you. And and from the 699 other people who have benefited from what you guys are doing, uh, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And thanks for sharing your story, because like you said, it's it's not easy to ask for help and everything that Unison does is confidential. So it's really great that you're sharing your story and being open about it because I think that'll encourage others who may be on the fence about applying to reach out and ask for the help that they need um, because we are there to support them. And uh, the information, like I said, it's confidential really with our allocations manager and and I, I sign the checks. So other than that, the two of us, we're really the only people who ever see the names um, of the of the applicants that are applying. So, Can you tell us a little bit about how these funds are raised? Yeah, all of the money that comes in through Unison is all private and corporate donations. We don't receive any government funding, um, at least not to this point. So knock on wood, we might. But yeah, it's all through private donations. So a lot of fundraisers. uh, We've seen a lot of interesting online fundraisers since the pandemic hit. Prior to that, of course, we had our Unison uh, signature events. We had golf tournaments and curling bond spiels and and our fabulous uh, Schmooze Fest Christmas party. That was a Um, lot of fun. Yeah, (laughs) it's a great party. Um, Yeah, and then in just corporate donations as well, the uh, the Slate Family Foundation, Slate Music, uh, they've been incredibly generous supporting Unison over the years, as well as the three major record labels and other organizations like Spotify and SiriusXM, you know, Amazon Music, RBC Foundation. We've had just an outpouring, amazing outpouring of support since the pandemic hit and even before that as well. One thing that I should mention, uh, too, is that when when you you actually came to me, you were like, dude, why haven't you applied yet? And uh, I, I should mention this. The, one of the major reasons why I didn't personally uh, is because I thought that it would affect my CERB payment. Um, And so the the thing that's important to mention here, uh, if you're listening and you are a musician uh, who needs some support, if you are collecting CERB, this is it's a it's a gift. It's not labeled income, which is very important. Uh, So it does not affect your ability to collect the government check as well. So so for me, you know, being able to collect uh, the CERB and the the Unison Benevolent Fund gift that has been able to tide me over through this incredibly weird time. Uh, so um, if you are on the CERB and that was a concern for you, it's not a concern. Just uh, drop drop the uh, Unison folks an email and get the ball rolling. Exactly. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, it is probably the, the number one thing that's um, hindering people from reaching out for help is 
is they don't want to affect their serve and it, and it doesn't as you said it's a financial gift it's uh it's our gift from our charity to you and uh you do not have to claim it as income Okay, so Scotty had mentioned reapplication. So does that mm-hmm. mean that an artist can obviously reapply more than once? Yes. So um, basically every 30 days right now, um, and, and we're looking at this continuously too, because I mean, we are a charity. <laughs> we, we do have, uh, you know, limited funds. We're not a bottomless pit. Um, but the way it works right now is that after you've received your first check, uh, 30 days later, if you still require assistance, you can reach back out and say, ask for another check. Uh, and then another 30 days after that, you can reach out and we will provide you with a third check for $1,000. So that is the process right now. And uh, and we're discussing, you know, internally and at the board level, um, what it's going to look like past the three month or third check process. If, if we have the financial means to continue doing it, we will. Um, but we're reviewing that right now. Cool. So let's talk about Amanda Power, and uh, we'll go back in time a little bit. How did you get your start? Uh, because you've been such a fixture in uh, in this industry. Uh, take us back to the early days. What was your first gig in this business? Oh, I thought you were going to ask what my first hair color was. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> also um, ever-changing. <laughs> <laughs> my first gig. Oh, let's see. I guess my first paying gig was when I was in college and I worked at my local country music radio station. I did a sort of a combination of reception and marketing. I uh, used it as part of as my internship for my college program. That led me to meeting some folks at CMT. And when I graduated college, I moved to Alberta and worked for CMT as part of their summer marketing tour program. Um, so what it was an amazing job right out of college. What we did is we actually, there were two teams and we would try, we would drive across the country in these massive Chevy Tahoes with a trailer <laughs> and we would set up at all the major country music festivals with a big inflatable and we would like tattoo people with like these stick on tattoos and stickers and we would give stuff away and we would do interviews and um, that's what I did for basically two months. It was amazing. <laughs> A great two months. Yeah. (laughs) It was like the best two months right out of college possible. Like I just went to every major festival right across, literally coast to coast, uh, driving with a team of people and and like an amazing experience for a young person to, to do that. And it wasn't too long before you started getting involved with the CCMA, right? Yeah. So that was, so that, what year was that? That was 2001. So that was the year that CCMA was actually in Alberta. They were in, in Calgary. It was the 25th anniversary of the association. And uh, because I was there, I just ended up volunteering uh, at that time and met Sheila Hamilton, who was then the executive director of the organization. And Sheila and I hit it off. We, we became fast friends. And then after that, when we came back to Toronto, uh, my job with CMT was only a, a summer contract came back to Toronto and um, she hired me shortly thereafter to work in the office. So then I started full-time with CCMA. I think that was 2002, I think. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's when I started with CCMA. And what was your role with them? Oh, everything. And then some, um, <laughs> I think I started, I started in member membership services. Then I went on to do things like industry relations and communications and marketing, um, I manage the awards and balloting process. 
that was one of my favorite parts of the job actually was was you know just being involved in that uh, with the award show and and the winners and all that exciting details i did that for quite a while and yeah it was like a little bit of everything because we were a very small team back then there was uh there was three of us full-time and then i think a couple part-time people that would come in as we needed them but we were really small small group so you had to really manage a lot of different aspects of the association and also country music week mm-hmm. so then fast forward to uh december of 2009 you started working with world vision and i know that this is something that mm-hmm. you're you're very passionate about uh, so again something that people may not know is that uh, world vision has artist associates and so maybe yeah. you can describe your role with them and and uh, how that all worked yeah uh well they they approached me and said um you know, they were trying to expand the Artist Associates program. And really, my function was to go in and, and really manage the country uh, roster of artists um, because country music being my background, um, they brought me in to do that. And it was great. I mean, I I, I loved World Vision. I, I still have a lot of respect for what that organization does. I was there for five years. And, and I got to make a lot of great relationships and again, tour the country, because one of the things that the artists in that program do is they speak about child sponsorship from stage. So as the um, sort of as the account lead, I would often go on the road and I would work the World Vision table. So the artists would speak about child sponsorship on stage. And then I would get individuals who are in the audience to then sign up and, and sponsor a child that night. Um, so it was very rewarding because obviously combining you know my love of country music and, and the friendships that i had made over the many many years but then also seeing all these children's lives change through sponsorship um was a really rewarding thing to do you, you know for a job mm-hmm. and get paid for it <laughs> and you actually got to travel uh with world vision a few times right i did so i did yeah what was that like for you Oh, that that was amazing. We um we went down to the Dominican Republic, and and Michelle Wright went down with us. Um, she was one of the artists on my roster, and uh, and anybody who's ever met Michelle knows that she's just in one of the most loveliest, kindest, beautiful human beings ever. Um, so to be down there experiencing what world vision does in a community because it was they took us to a community that was just starting out in the program so very underdeveloped um and very difficult to walk into and see you know the children the malnourishment and and you know the living conditions um and to see something a program that was just the beginning beginning stages of the uh the sponsorship and then they took you to see um, another community that was near the end of you know the World Vision program, which is often went on from ten to fifteen years, and so to see the change um, that World Vision was bringing to these you know underprivileged children and these really impoverished neighborhoods, um, it was incredible. They, you know the children were happy, they were healthy, the parents were working, there were self-sustaining uh, businesses that were operating. It was. It was a beautiful, beautiful experience, and I, I was really grateful that I got to experience that with Michelle, um, because, she, like I said, she's just a fantastic human being all around. Amanda, did you ever work with Paul Brandt at all? Because I know he worked with um, with World Vision as well, right? 
Yep, yeah, I did some stuff. I went out on the road with Paul and uh, and High Valley back in the early days, and uh, you know those guys have exploded, which is amazing to see. So yeah, I was out on tour with uh, High Valley and Paul, and and got to be a part of all of that as well, and and, and also amazing human beings. What was it, Amanda, about country music that drew you in? It was sort of like a moth to a flame, I feel like, uh, for, <laughs> for me. And I I know I know you pretty well, and I, I think that it was probably the same way. So what was it about country music that drew you in? I grew up listening. My mom always had music going. It was, it was Kenny and Dolly, um, Elvis and Buddy Holly. Like, there was always that music in the background. So I, I learned to appreciate country music early on and I as I got older you know I, I would listen to you know some Brian Adams and Tom Cochran and Great Big C and I was always a very you know enthusiastic Canadian supporter of music but I think country always spoke to me because I like the the honesty in the lyrics it, it was just something that I could I could really sink my teeth into and believe in and and also see myself in some of the lyrics especially as you're growing older right you see yourself in a lot of the lyrics and the songs that are out there so i think it was just a part of who i was growing up because of what my mother was listening to in the household and i just went with that well that's amazing so now tell us let's fast forward a little bit and uh tell us because you continued in the uh country music scene of course you were a part of the country music association of ontario uh board of directors for some time yeah yeah that was a that was a fun little gig too i enjoyed being a part of that organization um i was there for a couple of years sort of took the the insight that i had learned while at the canadian country music association and, and brought it over to the cmao um, because they were a fairly young organization at that time. And, and I felt that, you know, my strengths were being able to help them with the awards and balloting process and, and, you know, the award show and the conference. So I really enjoyed my time with that organization. And to see it grow is, is fantastic. So how did you get involved with Unison? Well, uh, back in 2015, I was working uh, with Canadian Music Week, and uh, it was the CMW conference that I'm sure all the listeners are aware of. And uh, Sheila Hamilton, who I mentioned earlier, was the she had been the executive director of the Canadian Country Music Association for a very long time. We were good friends, and we were having lunch, and she, at that time, in 2015, was the executive director of Unison. And she said to me over lunch, I want to hire you, but I can't pay you very much, but we'll have a hell of a good time. <laughs> Sold. So, and, and, and honestly, Amy, that's exactly what I was like, okay. Um, my job with uh, Canadian Music Week was a contract and, and I, I very much enjoyed my time uh, learning um, with that group of individuals and with Neil Dixon. I, I, I can honestly say I learned quite a lot in my contract time there, but I was missing the charitable aspect of working um, at an organization because I really, that's what I loved about World Vision was knowing that I was doing something that was giving back, something that was bigger than me. And I missed that. And and so when Sheila said, you know, come work with me at Unison, uh, obviously I was I was educated as to what Unison was. And I was like, yeah, perfect. You know what, it's, it's combining my love of wanting to do something that helps other people. That's not just about me. And it's combining my love of music. Um, and I, I, I sort of, not that I don't love country music, but I, I think, my years at Gibson Guitar really gave me the opportunity to understand and love even more genres of music, not just country. So 
unison was just the perfect combination of absolutely everything I wanted to do. <laughs> so I didn't even care that Sheila couldn't pay me. I was like, yep, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys throw a hell of a Christmas party, I got to tell you. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, probably my favorite event that we do all year long. We uh, we attended this past year and we just had uh, we had the best time. The thing that we need to talk about now is how can folks support Unison? Because you do have corporate donations, but you also have private donations, right? That's correct, yeah. Obviously, with the pandemic hitting, you know, we, we've had a huge increase in outreach from the music community, and, and that's just continuing. Like, every day there seems to be new individuals across Canada that, that are learning about Unison, which is great. They're learning about us, and we're learning about, you know, new areas of the music industry that we were unaware of. And so... With all of that, you know, the, the bank account is going down <laughs> because we, we don't, you know, we try not to say no to anybody. We try to provide everybody with assistance as best we can. So, yeah, we do need we do need public donations. We need uh, what we call the music lovers uh, to help the music makers, fans supporting the music industry and uh, music professionals. So, yeah, we have a campaign that we launched recently, I think just last week, called the uh, hashtag without music campaign. And what we're encouraging is music lovers to share their stories. You know, why is music important to you? What what does it mean to you? Tell us about that moment in your life where, you know, a song helps define that moment. Um, it brings you back to your childhood or your teenage years or your wedding or whatever the moment is. And, and then think about what your life would be like if you didn't have music. I think when we saw the pandemic hit and we lost all of our live music, that was a real wake-up call for a lot of people um, to really respect and understand the importance of the arts mm -hmm. across Canada. So I think it's been interesting. We've seen a lot of great stories come through, and, and I think that's a great way that the public can get involved. How can people share their stories? So on all of the Unison uh, social platforms, so we've got you know Twitter and Instagram and uh, Facebook, and it's all at Unison Fund is the social handle. And you can download the graphics if you want to include the Unison uh, Without Music graphics. Uh, share your story and post your pictures. Um, tell us what it means to you and what life without it would be like. It, it's been an interesting few months where all of the stuff that's been happening online is amazing. Like, I mean, we saw some really, really creative outlets for fundraising and just for creating, um, you know, a feeling of togetherness through online platforms uh when you know back in march and april and may and, and that's great but i think you know we want to gather together we want to be together we want to see those concerts and and be with our friends and and you know cheersing that beer um while our favorite artist is on stage playing our favorite song so we're we're going to get back there we will it's just going to take a long time to feel safe enough to go back and doing that but Hopefully, hopefully sooner than later. <laughs> People can also uh, support Unison and the COVID-19 relief program as well because there is Support Canadian Music merch available. Yeah, I'm actually I'm wearing one of those great t-shirts right now. It's a great clothing line. Um, I've got, actually I picked up three different items. And yeah, you can go to supportcanadianmusic.com, I believe is the website, and you can select Unison as the charity and we receive 50% of the merchandise uh, price. And there's also, I think a lot of people will be listening to this podcast on their phones. Um, there is also a, a text donation option. Yeah, and that's like super simple. You text the word Unison, U-N-I-S-O-N, to 45678 
and you can make a donation of 10, 20, or $25 and it takes you like 30 seconds to do it. So you text Unison to 45678, and then will it automatically kick back a message saying, how much do you want to donate? Is that how it works? That's exactly it, yep. Perfect, easy peasy. So if you're on your phone, uh, get out of Spotify or Apple Music for just a hot second, go into your text messages, hit new, hit 45678, and just text the word Unison, and uh, shoot them 10 bucks. It'll show up right on your phone bill. I love your walking us through that. Thank yeah, you for that. yeah. <laughs> Nobody else can see that, but cool. So, Amanda, we have uh, we, <laughs> we have a segment of the show that we like to call Turn Us On, and this is where we get you uh, to turn us on to something that you've discovered that you just can't live without. And it could be uh, a Netflix show. I know you're huge into uh, into animals, dogs, and cats. Maybe it's something to do with pets. Um, it could be... A recipe. Red wine. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you've just discovered, turn us on to it. Oh my gosh, there's so many things that I've discovered being kept at home these days. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, uh, let's talk about, for Netflix for a moment, I actually watched a series called Queen of the South on Netflix, and uh, I was hooked right away. It's about the drug cartel <laughs> down, in the, <laughs> in, down in Mexico. And it's one of those it's one of those shows where you kind of can't turn away from it. <laughs> so I, I, I binge watched that and I binge watched that while I was drinking. Um, we've got a local beer. I live in, in St. Catharines and we have a local beer here called Oast Brewery. And they have a strawberry rhubarb beer. I've had oh, it. Yeah. I've had it. Yeah. So yeah, good. Right. It's it's amazing. And it's a limited edition every summer. And I went and bought um, two big growlers for myself <laughs> and 100 uh, percent love it. <laughs> I can just see you perched on the couch <laughs> with your dog and your cat and a growler with a straw, like a bendy straw. You can't drink beer out of a straw. The carbonation, it'll it mess you up. Uh, Amanda would be able to pull it off. I just know it. <laughs> Queen of the South. Okay, I wrote that down. Perfect. Thanks so much for taking some time to speak with us today. Uh, Unison and what you're doing is just so important to the community in Canada. And uh, so thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for taking some time to speak with us this afternoon. And uh, we, we just so appreciate everything that you do for the industry. Oh, well, thank you guys for having me. And, and to all the listeners out there, please visit the website unisonfund.ca. Learn a little bit more about what we do. If we can help you, please let us know. Uh, ask for the assistance. It's confidential. We're there to help you. Um, if you're someone who's in a position where they can make a donation, we would greatly appreciate the support. Thank you, everybody, for wanting to help and for being there to support us. You rock, Amanda. <laughs> Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. She's been all over the map <laughs> she, she in sure, all of the best ways. She sure has. We just we love Amanda and uh, and we love Unison. So Amanda, thanks for taking the time this afternoon uh, to uh, to spread the word about the incredible organization that you are at the helm of. It's just so important the work that you guys are doing. So so thank you for that and thank you for taking the time. Also, once again, that website to get in touch with them: www.unisonfund.ca. Yeah, and if you want to do that uh, that text donation, it's simple. Just pull up your text message app, uh, hit new 
4-5-6-7-8 and text UNISON to that number and you'll get the instructions from there. Social media, let's talk about it. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We are at the show on the go. We would love it if you would follow, like, subscribe. There's so much that we have in store for season three. So thanks for tuning in and we'll be back next week with uh, another great artist that you're going to love. He's Scotty Kipper. She's Amy Ouse. Welcome to the show.